can pray for yourself to be healed. David did that. You can pray for others to be healed, as Abraham and Moses did, as I just showed you. In Acts chapter 3 and verse number 16, By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that made him whole. So it is praying for people, praying to the Father in the name of Jesus for God to heal them. Have you ever read in the book of Acts how that Philip... The deacon became Philip, the preacher, evangelist, the lay minister, and he went down to Samaria, and a great revival broke out, and people got healed left and right, and demons were cast out. You know what? He wasn't an apostle. He wasn't even an ordained preacher. He was a layman. What does that do to the thought that Jesus no longer heals because the apostles are gone? Not so. It's right in your own Bible. How do you explain that? How do you get around that? It's so simple. Jesus provided in the cross a benefit to assist us in having health to do the work of the kingdom and to bring glory to his name. It should never get sensationalized. It should never become a sideshow that threatens the main event. And the main event is Jesus. I have seen and you have seen where that was put to the forefront. And any time that we get off track and we forget the main thing, the main thing is to preach the gospel and see people saved, delivered, healed, and set free. We must not be a one-stringed instrument. We must be a multifaceted body of Christ, complete with all the gifts and all the anointings and all of it focused on one thing, and that is getting people saved and into the kingdom of God. Folks, you can be healthy and die lost and go to hell. You can be saved and die sick and go to heaven. Which is best? Obviously, going to heaven is number one. I mean, how many people in the course of the ministry of Jesus did he pray for that were healed and delivered and never followed him? Am I minimizing healing? By no means. I'm just saying, remember that if the person is not saved, that comes first. And we must not forget that and leave them healed but lost. We must bring the whole counsel of God to bear on their need. It's in Jesus' name. Faith in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 9, Then Peter found a man named Ananias, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Acts chapter 9, verse 32, 34. Ananias. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's A-E-N-E-A-S. And I apologize to the brother. He's in heaven, so hope he forgives me. Peter called his name and said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. You notice anything strange about that? What is it about that? It's present tense. That's what's throwing us off. Jesus Christ heals you. It doesn't say Jesus may heal you. Jesus will heal you. It doesn't say that. It says Jesus Christ heals you. And look what happened. Get up and take care of your mat. What is that? There is a statement of fact. Jesus Christ heals you. And then there is a command. Get up. Pick up your mat and get out of here. And what happened? What happened? He rose immediately, took up his mat. Now, can we do that to everybody? Did Peter do that to everybody? No. How did Peter know that in that instance? How did he know that the lame man at the gate beautiful? How did he know that? How many times had he walked by that man? How many other lame men were there? How many other beggars were there? Why that one? 
There are times when God will give you a word of knowledge and you know that you know that you know. You don't know how you know, but you just know that you know. And you will speak a word into that person and you will give a command and boom, it'll be there. Now, if you doubt that I am giving you the goods on this, just try it on everybody. Go down here to the nursing home and just walk in there and just say to every one of those poor little old people in wheelchairs, get up and walk. What's wrong with you? Go ahead. Go try it today. See, this is the thing about faith healers that get all wrapped up in themselves. It works great in their meetings, but I haven't seen any of them go down to the nursing homes yet. I haven't seen them go to the morgues yet. Why? What do I believe this way? I believe he's still God and I'm still his servant. I don't tell God what to do. I do what God tells me to do. I pray for everybody. But there are some people. And see, now this is where the body of Christ comes in. We look many times to one person to carry the whole nine yards. And it should never be that way. God gifts the body. Go back and read it in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. The gifts are given to the body, the whole body. I believe in any meeting, there are people there that God has given them a gift to give to someone in that meeting. It could be a healing. It could be a word of knowledge. It could be a word of wisdom. It could be a a gift of faith that God has given them to believe God for something. It could be any of those nine gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians 12. But all too often, we are looking to the front to one man to have all nine gifts, every service, and do all of them. And that isn't the way God designed the body. God designed the body to function as a unit so that it could heal itself. Do you realize that healing for this body is in us if we will just listen to God every service and say, hey, pastor, God's revealed to me that I need to pray for so-and-so. Hey, pastor, God has given me a word to encourage this body. Hey, pastor. See, I'm not the Pope. We Protestants have have made our own Popes. We see a man that's anointed and God is using him and we just take everybody to him thinking he's he's the one that's going to do everything. Not so. God wants to use the body so then he gets the glory, not one man or one ministry. 